0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. To two two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil, But oh! it went right. it, right. it was him, yeah, not it was Ian, Ian, it. but it went right. Man, MVP and We're
1: heading for a in the paper. Now we was him right, but I right. could
0: have had that fight, but I
1: am mean walk on side Man have to drop that mic. You're not
0: gonna spit this time. Trying to work with the good oh, energy, the with the fight. of these guys could do amazing. It like, oh, It's amazing. It's amazing. Man-
1: That's the of Hello, welcome to another Touchy Goodness podcast. My name is Lewis. I'm joined by I'm Joy. I'm joined by how you doing, man? Yeah, what's going on, man? All good, all good. And I've got Leroy in the building. How you doing, man? Welcome back to the pod.
2: Long time no speak, man. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good, man. It's happy. To... I'm good to have you back, man. I'm glad. I'm excited about this.
2: I'm back. I'm back. It. I'm back. It's been a while. Just been um getting pammed at work, but I'm back, man. I'm back, man. Everyone can just die. I don't get anymore.
1: <laughs> 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 I ain't editing. I ain't I, I editing. I like right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm playing around, people. Anyway. <laughs> uh guys before we start um obviously um if you aren't already follow touchy gunas on twitter uh touchline fracas we deserve some five star reviews on the uh itunes apple app actually so if you haven't left a review go and do that now um if you are watching on youtube uh subscribe and like um literally takes three seconds of your time so that would be very much appreciated if you could do that um yeah, I think that's a bit. Oh, and obviously we've got the Patreon. We've got Touchigooners Patreon. Listen, I know things are down with Arsenal at the moment, but listen, Touchygunas, we're gonna to be providing you some content over the summer. Um, we've got some ideas. We've got we we got some ideas what we're gonna what we're gonna bring you. So sign up to uh, the Patreon to keep your summer uh, Arsenal packed. Um you can sign up to our Patreon for as little as three pounds a month. So the link will be in the bio for that. Anyway, guys. Fourth win on the bounce. Um, I did want to start this whole conversation with, you know, hey, can we make top six? But no, uh, West Ham have other ideas and decided not to bottle it uh, away to West Brom. So, um, yeah, Europa Europa Conference League, lads. How are you feeling about that? Because it looks like that could be a real possibility just looking at the fixtures and you know obviously we have to win our our last game to make this happen um but you know there's the opportunity there to to get in this europa conference which well I say opportunity I don't think it really is too much of a, an appealing opportunity uh some might say it's a what, what's the opportunity what's the opposite to opportunity uh detriment uh or uh, yeah. yeah. embarrassment embarrassment um, yeah, yeah but, you know either way we're gonna we, we, we may have some european football next season right and obviously the opportunity to finish above spurs which i, I myself personally i would love that to happen because i don't like spurs um i also don't di- didn't like the whole carlo Ancelotti loving at the start of the season oh arsenal should have got carlo la da da look at what he's doing ratata all of that stuff and you know what? Little Owa might end up finishing above him in the league. So, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> anyway, um, Leroy, let me get you on first because you haven't been on for a few weeks. Um, how are you feeling about how the season is coming to a close? And, you know, is Europa Conference something you're particularly interested in?
2: Um, just the season in general. Um, I just feel a bit dejected, man, and a bit apathetic about Arsenal because, it's been such a disappointing season all round that it's just it's just sad, man. It's sad to see my club in such a state, and it just makes me unhappy, man. But if I'm honest with you, like we know, Arteta's not getting sacked. Arteta's going to be here, so all we can hope for is the the how bad we've been this season is going to be the wake up call for the ownership. And the ownership are going to think, right, we really do need to invest and invest heavily. We might be able to get a blive with the FFP now, um, not really being um, a thing with COVID. And um, We need to invest heavy, heavily, heavily, heavily into the squad this summer. So I'm trying not to get buy-in and get too optimistic because that happens every single summer and we do it. But I just hope that they, they read the message loud and clear. And as for the Europa Conference, I mean... I think it will be more of a hindrance than us. It will will distract from our focus because we really need to focus on the league. It's not like a Europa League where if we win, we can get into the Champions League. So you've got that carrot at the end of the stick. Um, So we really need to just think about the league. Um, So I I don't want to be in it. If somehow on the last day we end up in it, I hope they have the sense to treat it as a, a League Cup type thing. And they just play the um, under-23s and stuff and use it for blood and young talent rather than actually sending first-team players to Bosnia and Herzegovina playing um, bin men from flipping whatever whatever country they're from. So I'm not really interested in all that. So I hope that's how they use it to do it. So, and I just feel like in terms of the optics of the club, we've been embarrassed so much that actually turning up in the third tier of European football is embarrassment too far? So I'm yeah, really... probably
1: it. do without it. Yeah, no, is what you're saying.
2: It's like it's bad PR.
1: It's it's more embarrassing to be in it than to actually not qualify for Europe at all. Exactly.
2: The only thing, and the other, the other positive though is even if you get an extra two million, that's an extra two million we wouldn't have.
1: had. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the PR coming out of the club is that well, we don't need Europe to spend money, right? So I'm hoping that they. They actually show the same that same energy from when we we don't make Europe um, because I, I don't know how much money we get for this Europa Conference thing like it's no idea nothing about sponsors or anything like that like you said if we're playing teams from Bosnia I doubt they're bringing in too much money I don't know I don't know what TV channel it's going to be on probably on Dave or something like that so I can't imagine there's too much money in um, in this competition however. I wouldn't mind it from a squad. Um, so like, like you said, if we were to use it like an under 23 competition, I wouldn't be adverse to that because then it would make sense to keep someone like Balogun at the club next season. Cause I think you'd get plenty of football playing in that competition and along with the cup competitions as well. So, whereas if, um, you know, if knowing Arteta, he's probably going to go balls to the wall in that competition and bloody fucking play everyone every week. And, In that case, I don't want to see it at all. If we treat it like an under-23 competition, I wouldn't mind too much, if I'm being honest. But I hear the embarrassment angle. Sean, um, what about you? I I know you're probably pretty antsy this Europa Conference stuff, right? You want us to finish as low as possible. (laughs)
3: <laughs> don't say that no <laughs> if, like, um, no no, no I, I I agree with both you and you were essentially yeah I think <laughs> I really don't want to see us in this competition next season but like you said if we do end up and we do beat Brighton at home I think basically Arteta will want to go out with a bang especially as fans are at the ground <laughs> on on um on Sunday so he actually can't afford to lose like just because like you said the optics it's been such a poor season um I mean, there's a lot of indifference to him. Obviously, he's still got a lot of backers, but um, with fans, yeah, back at the stadium on Sunday as well, I think he, he all want to like, put on a performance and win, and that might end up landing us in the Europa Conference. So, yeah, if we do get it, it should be used as the opportunity next season just to um, give Balogun a, a load of minutes, give Martinelli a load of minutes, um, you know, everyone else who's on, all the other youngsters who are on the periphery. Um,
0: yeah.
3: It, well, yeah whatever <laughs> no but, um, but no 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 yeah in all seriousness um I, yeah the, the aim should be to streamline the squad as much as possible if we're going to even if we're in this competition we just don't need a big squad next season we really don't i think we should be having a core of like 16 17 players um that you know we're going to that you know we're going to be playing like once a week um it might just be a good chance for us to reset you've seen with Leicester and yet. Yeah, how they did it, you know, when they when they had no competitions and they were just playing once a week, it, it means less rotation, um, less fatigue. Um, so I expect our best players to be more to be more durable as well over the course of the season. So yeah, um, if we do get it, yeah, just just let's have the answers at please and just focus. Next season is so, so important, just to focus on the league.
0: Mm. I
1: I I wanted to ask you guys a question because obviously I think it's the first time under our tech we've won four league games in a row I think that that was the stat today so we've won our last four league games in a row it's propelled us up to the grand heights of um, ninth Um, it it just seems to be like no matter how many games we win we just can't go any higher than ninth it's really absurd but I just wanted to get you guys thoughts on the back end to this season because I'm sure you've seen these tables going around and these tables have been going on for, for quite a while. I may or may not be culpable and, uh, and the main culprit of these tables being passed around of since Christmas. Hmm. Um, but there, there, there are th- these Christmas tables. They have us third in the league over the last 23 games right now. Of course we let's, let's address it. These tables mean nothing, right? League, league game, league, league, uh, uh league seasons are 38 games. This is a third of a season, right? But we are third in that league. I want to know from you guys what do we take from this table? Like, if anything at all, do we take anything from these tables going into next season? And uh, Leroy, I'll start with you.
2: Absolutely nothing. Okay. We take absolutely nothing from this. The thing is, the season is about stamina. It's about consistency and decision-making, consistency and performance, consistency and Everything's about consistency. So, yes, we have shown for a period of time, but it's such an arbitrary period of time. You could go and pick any run of games, because we were looking at 14 games, 13 games, whatever. You do got- you
1: not think it's relevant because of the, the whole ESR thing? <clears throat>
2: um, it, still, it could be, but then we've had bad runs since then. So, we were what we yeah we were like fourth in the table per, uh, since Christmas. Then we went down to like seventh or eighth or something like that. Then we went up again because we've had it changes when you have good runs of form and bad runs of form in it. And we're currently uh, on a quote unquote good run of um results, I should say, because we've mm-hmm. won one for about. So I don't really take much from it. I think it's very arbitrary. Um uh, I, I don't really. I, I'm looking at the performances more than anything and the XG is worrying me um, if I'm looking at anything data-wise or any data points, we just don't seem to create chances and we don't seem to really have a team that's quite that's cohesive in, in terms of going forward in attack. And we don't particularly have a team that's particularly solid at the back because we're full of individual mistakes. So <clears throat> there's not really anything that the table can show me that would make me convinced. So like Una Emery, we went on a 22 on game, unbeaten run, and we were doing okay in the table, but I wasn't convinced then. And it's the same now. I'm not convinced because I'm looking at the team and the team isn't showing me anything that I'm thinking, all right, we've got something to build on, all right, we've got something to
1: work with. What what about if I told you during that period we were fifth in the league in XG created, third in the league in goal scored? In terms of recently? So in the last over the last twenty-three games, since Christmas, basically.
2: Um, so fifth in the league in terms of goals uh, played.
1: And that's uh we've played a um We've played a game less than some of the teams around us as well. So,
2: okay. So, we've I didn't, I wasn't aware of that data point. That is relatively promising, fair enough. But I know how I felt when I've watched the games, even when I've watched games back when I can, and I'm still not massively convinced. Don't get me wrong, there is a part of me that thinks if we really go ham and upgrade these players, there's something that's still salvageable about this. Um, this current tenure, this even though I'm not really a massive fan and I do think we need to change over, I don't think that's realistic. But, for example, if we go and add, spend big, big money and add, say, a Grealish, add, say, a, um, a Basuma, um, add another midfielder, add a, a decent right-back, add um, another forward, then, yeah, we're in business. But looking at this team and this current performance, I, I'm not really taking too much from third in the table since Christmas, to be honest.
1: Mm. I hate, it. I hate. Because it. it does feel that way, right? Like, even watching today's game, I, I mean, I don't know what the XG score is. I would imagine we were, you know, we, we, we probably, based on the chances at the end, we probably did finish with a higher XG than than Palace. But it didn't feel like we were... It didn't feel like we were creating anything, you know? I, I, and I know we've scored three goals. And I know since this 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 year, we've actually scored... Quite a lot of goals in in terms of um, you know the the, ta- the amount of times we've scored three goals um, in 2021. It's 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 quite a lot actually. I think it's around. I think it's about as many um, as Man City have scored. We scored three goals, and like I said, we scored the third most in the league since Christmas. So we have scored goals, but you're right. It doesn't feel like we are a particularly cohesive offensive unit. Like I had no faith in us scoring in the last 15 minutes today, absolutely no faith at all. I didn't, I didn't see where the goal was coming from. We couldn't pass forward. And it was just, I, I, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was just a strange feeling today um, when we did score the goals. Cause I was just sort of like, well, that just, that I, I don't really see where that has come from. And it doesn't feel like to me, we are a good attacking team, but we seem to score goals, but not enough goals. It, we're just in a weird, weird place at the moment. Sean, you can maybe extract my thoughts and repackage them in a much better way than I have.
3: No, no, I, I agree. I totally agree with what you said. And I think a lot of it, looking at it, it's still um results-driven analysis. Leroy referenced um, the stuff under Unai Emery when we went 22 games unbeaten, but we didn't like what we saw. So even now we've had, you know, over the last 23 games, a decent period of form. But... I can't sit here and say that I've liked what I've seen. You know, everyone will even reference the introduction of ESR and no one likes him more than me. I think he's been great. However, um, you know, those those improved performances, quote unquote, that's from a very, very, very low bar. Um, And and if you ask me, I I, I still boil it a lot down to um, Arteta's system, which I think is just too restrictive, you know, in in terms of how he likes with the double pivot, they have to operate behind the ball at all times. Um, he doesn't really allow for too much flexibility or rotation of position. So it just gets, it becomes harder to, you know, build up ahead of steam, um, sustain pressure for long periods of time. So um, yeah, when we do score, like today was, I think, you know, I think the status floated about, we we pretty much don't score after 75 minutes. Like you said, those goals kind of came from nowhere because it didn't look like, do you know what I mean? I think I saw it said, between the 35th and basically injury time, we didn't have a shot, do you know what I mean? So it was, we we seem to throw away long periods um, in games where we're just not doing much. We have a lot of recycled possession, but um, we don't look threatening. We, we don't ask players to take enough risks. So, so it's weird because I'm stuck in a position where like, I'm like, oh, these players are not moving off the ball enough. Is that down to them or is that down to the coach? But, you know, you saw, like we've often spoken about Pepe scored a lot of goals running in behind at um at Lille. Uh, Martinelli scored today, like from a from a good ball win behind from, from Martin Odegaard. So it, it's it's hard. Like it's hard. It, you know, it comes back to, you know, the the, the positional based game that Arteta has implemented. I just think to a point, I think it's restrictive unless you have the best quality in those positions. So I I really hope because obviously I don't think he's going to change the approach too much. Like, you know, he, he likes the the players in specific zones. You know, we've talked about in the past, the five lanes of attack how Arteta likes to set up. So I don't really think that's going to vary or change much. So I just hope that he gets the relevant personnel he wants that will see the improvement just because otherwise I just don't see how how, how it is going to improve. I just find it a bit too stale for me. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I find it very much a bit too stale. So I, I, okay. hopefully we'll see. Um, yeah, and, and this is essentially why, why recruitment is needed because um, I just think the only way we're going to see that massive improvement is through an improvement in personnel.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, that's a, that's a whole big conversation by itself, isn't it? And, I mean, um I wanted to talk a little bit about the personnel that we do have currently, because there's been some really weird seasons, right? And I want to start with Leroy's favourite player in the world, uh, Nicola Pepe, yeah? yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I hate him!
1: Uh, but... Leroy, oh. the goals today were so sick.
2: It was so good, and that's why I hate him. I
1: yes, hate he's him. very sick, but he's very shit. He's it's, a joke, man. He yeah. Is he was fan. awful today, by the way. Absolutely awful, but so decisive. That goal at the end was was fantastic, and Um, but deeply frustrating for the whole game, I thought.
2: He pisses me off so much, and he's so frustrating because... The thing is, you know what's frustrating about him is you think if you applied yourself even a little bit, you could get so much more out of yourself than you do. Like, you're not amazing. I'm not going to say you're not amazing, but you have a certain degree. Some of the things that you can do in terms of your skill set, I'm talking to Pepe like I'm talking to him, like I'm trying to G him up. Some of the things you can do in your skill set can be so important and decisive in football matches but you are away with the fairies so much that you cannot even bother to apply yourself to actually make the most out of the ability that you have. Yeah. And that's what's so frustrating because that's that third goal. I was so angry. The goal went in and I was livid. I was thinking, what is wrong with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he, he has the ability to do that. That's the thing. So um,
1: it's, but, that, that was his eighth league goal of the season. And yes, yeah. that doesn't sound like a lot... But considering he hasn't started much, I mean, it's the same amount as um, as James Madison. James Madison's got eight goals this season. Richarlison's got seven. You know, Greenwood's got seven. Werner's got six. These are players who have been playing the whole season. You know, He's starting pr- practically the whole season. Right. And, you know, you've got Pepe, who I'm not even sure Arteta rates like, are, are you confident Arteta rates him? Because yeah, I'm not. Sure.
2: But uh, one thing, shout out um, to our Nigeria and Dania for paying out early. You shouldn't pay out early on your bets, bro. Don't cash out.
1: You, oh, you'd, I, have be, you'd have been shitting it, innit? I would have been
2: absolutely shotgunning. Wait, but, no,
1: but wait, what, what was your bet? Wasn't it seven and seven?
2: Like 14? Yeah, so 14 goal contributions. Oh, no, no, it, no. He, he,
3: he's, he's not there. He's, he's
2: only got like... He's only got, got nine. Yeah. He's
1: only got oh, one assist, so got
2: assist. Oh, okay fair enough fair
1: yeah enough. yeah he's only got one assist so you <laughs> y- yeah you 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 got you got there by the the, the hair on your skin on your chin chin, chin but um yeah. well it's
2: it's really frustrating because I feel like even though I don't think he's a, a sensational player he has qualities but if he he ha- doesn't have the mental attributes to apply his qualities in any kind of consistent way and that's the most frustrating thing especially for the amount we pay for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just cannot depend on him whatsoever You never know what's going to turn up And um, the thing is, especially a lot of the time in these games Like, I mean, the Europa League uh, It will seem all out for some reason Or at least be, be decisive And um, he was decisive again today And it's, um, it's it's really, really frustrating But to be honest, the good thing is I hope he retains a bit of value Because then we may be able to sell him um, Because he's because he's had performances
3: well, to be, to be to be honest, this season I, I think he's probably helped to salvage a little bit more value, probably yeah, than, yeah. Than, than, he, than he had before. So, um, so yeah, I think if we if we probably put him on the market now, you probably have a few clubs looking at him again. I think compared to compared to where we were last season, I do I do agree with you. I think the frustrating thing as well is that he just for for me his skill set is you know be in and around like obviously I'm not comparing I'm not saying he is Salah, but you see how Salah is just. Salah knows what he's about and and Salah wants to run in behind, Salah wants to get on the end of things, and Salah wants to score at every single opportunity Um, and I think if Pepe, you you know, if he was able to mark his game on a similar sort of approach, I think he, he could be very effective because like I said, for all his flaws and God knows he has a lot of them, he can score goals and he's actually, for me... I would actually say, apart from Aubameyang, I'd say for me, he's the second rel- most reliable finisher. Mm. Like, I generally actually think he's a decent finisher, like in front of goal. Do you know what I mean? So even like his first goal, which was on his weaker right foot, that wasn't an easy chance. That And, and he, he took that very, very well as well. So um, it is frustrating with him because I look at someone like Federico Chiesa at Juventus, who is just so, so active. Um, you know, he, he has that complete sort of profile you like for a wild player. Um, he's he's fast he's intense he runs in behind he looks into combine um yeah and and I just think sometimes pepe he's, he's not always switched in um switched on to the game like I even remember like actually what his, his dad said when he was moving to Arsenal. he said he's not he needs pepe needs to be serious about football and, and that you know sometimes you do question just whether he is serious enough as well so i just wish he could apply himself a bit more um and i think probably arteta's even he said that in his post match comments as well he said like once he switched in um, you know, he, he can be very effective. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: well, I, I know you guys are talking about selling him, but you know, his first season was, you know, abject, right? I think we can all sit here and, you know, we can all put, put our hands up and say, we got it wrong with Pepe. Um, we came around in different variations of time, but we're all kind of sitting at the same table with Pepe now. But, you know, he got eight goals in his first season, which wasn't great. Um, but, He's he's had like a seventy five percent markup in terms of goals this season. He's improved on his league tally. He's improved on his all comps tally. What's to say that Pepe can't add to that next season? Get into double digits in the Premier League and hit maybe twenty next season all comps. What's to say that he can't do that?
2: Um, he with so like.
1: I guess I'm asking, is this the cap? Is this is this the most we can expect of Pepe? Or is there another level for him to get to? Because if yeah. he plays, he scores. Um, this is the thing. He's probably one in two from when he does actually, um, maybe not one in two, maybe around one in three, actually. Let me not exaggerate. Probably about one in three from when he actually does start and score. Well, the thing is, right,
2: when you start to step up a level, every level you start to step up, it becomes more difficult. I think we do have to relax with his all-comp stats because a lot of them have been in Europa League against, like, mm-hmm. nonsense teams. So he's got eight league goals. So the league is a good barometer because you have a, a more consistent and a reasonable level of quality. So eight goals is not bad, but he he's a forward. So Madison, I wouldn't really class as a forward. He's been playing in a 4-3-3 in midfield. season. Mm-hmm. Really. So eight goals is, is, is mediocre, let, let's
1: be real. Eight, for- but it's eight goals in about... What thirteen starts?
2: So what in terms of? But he's come on. How many goals score off the bench? And he's probably come off the bench.
1: I don't know. I I would imagine most of his goals come when he starts, though, right? I mean, I remember too many times he's come off the bench to score.
2: He's had enough minutes though. Eight goals. I I mean, I'm not seeing eight
1: league goals. Yes, eight goals in fifteen hundred minutes. So whatever Mm -hmm. that is, that's. uh, Let me have a look. That is Mm -hmm. a goal every hundred ninety minutes. Yeah. So he's one in two.
2: Okay, so that that's not bad. That's not bad for a wide player. It's not 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 amazing, but it's it's not bad. But to to make that next step and become say a two in three wide player, that's that's difficult. That's difficult. Um, so I I don't really think he's got it in him. And also he's not going to have the Europa League to stat pad next season. So um, I don't really see him getting um, anywhere near twenty goals in all comps. Hmm. So, Europe.
1: What what about you?
3: Um, so first things first, I don't think we are going to sell him. That was just, that was just me saying, um, I think he he's probably held some value this season. I don't think we will sell him. Um, yeah, the, the, the target for him is to push on again. Um, like I said, I think how I would proportion the blame, I think it's about 50, 50 in terms of, I think he could do more, but I also, like I said, I think the, the system is very restrictive for a lot of players as well. Um, so and obviously, like I like said, next season, he's only going to have the Prem. But it just depends how much we improve the team around him. If we're a team that can create chances at a regular rate of not, then he's more likely to score. Do you know what I mean? So he, he's, a, he's a scorer, basically. I mean, obviously, the the goal today he created himself, so he can do that as well. But I think systematically, um, do you know what I mean? All, all our forwards are going to be reliant on the service into them. So um, for me, it's reliant on what we do in the midfield. In the summer so in terms of you know where we spend and and how we choose to spend so that will dictate what i say for our for our forwards um next next season so um yeah round around round way i think if he stayed he could probably get 10 goals next season in the league
1: which would be a a a decent contribution right Mm -hmm. um one another player i want to talk about actually was erdegaard got his first assist today um you know we've been we've been well, I've been banging on about it, you know.
3: Your, your agenda against him has been nasty. I don't
1: care, Sean. It's, 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 been, no it's, it's been
3: absolutely disgusting. I like you, 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 actually, you actually have no manners. Like, I don't no, care.
2: It's like care. good footballers. He went from Ozil to chatting rubbish. As soon as he's another good footballer with a bit of sports, he goes chat chatting rubbish again. All right,
1: know. Leroy, you told me. We signed Erdegaard in January. I told you that come come end of May, he's got one goal, one assist, one big chance created. Would you have and been I, happy with that? I
2: will tell you exactly the same thing that I told you with all, and we've been arguing since about 2012 about. Mm. I don't judge players like that on goals and assists and statistics.
0: What,
1: what, what about chances created? He's a, he's a chance creator, no?
2: Oh, He is, but I judge him in his overall impact on the team. And how's his overall impact on the team been? It's been up and down, up and down. Um, I would say mostly down. Mm, I wouldn't say mostly down at all. I'd say up and down, but overall, he's he's been decent. I don't.
1: I, I think I don't. I just don't agree with you. I think. I think today was the was the the most he's done since the West Ham game. The West Ham game was what four to five weeks ago, six weeks ago, maybe. Maybe. He was out injured for what a week, two weeks. So I'll give him that. He hasn't done fuck all. Mm, uh, since he came back
2: off his injury, he's not been great. He's not been great, but before his injury, we definitely saw a good player there, in my opinion. Would you? Would you keep him? One hundred percent. Without and how the... much?
1: How much would you be prepared I'm to pay sure for him?
2: Um, I would definitely pay up to fifty mil.
1: Really? Yeah. Sean Sh- doesn't look as confident as you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, no, no. Oh, so, are, uh, how old
3: is he? Twenty-three. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's twenty-two. No, so I I would still buy him. I, 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 A 50? I, I, I A 50? I would probably pay between 30, 40. But, what? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I pay I pay thirty I pay thirty to forty. But um, that so my my only issue with him is that I do think. Sometimes I I do look at him and I'm just like, I just want a bit more intensity in the midfield. Like I just want, like, make yourself a bit easier to find in terms of the pot, because he he tends to stay just in that right half space. Obviously, I think that's partly instruction. But if you look at him when he was at Dad, that's kind of like where he likes to be anyway. Um, And obviously he looks for that slip ball in through and behind or over the top. Um, So I would just like a bit more. I don't know, because because when I look at him, I, I don't know, like, if he played in a 4-3-3, if he could play as a right-sided eight. Obviously, we tried against Villarreal in the second leg. I don't think that was necessarily his fault, because I thought the spacing was really off in that game anyway, and we didn't press. But, um, yeah, he, he looks to me more like a pure 10 rather than someone, you know, I, I just like a bit more versatility and adaptability. Like, when I look at ESR, I think I could easily play him in a midfield three, and I think he would be fine. I, I sometimes have, you know, um, sort of, if he thought about that with with Martin, I, I still do really like him, though. And at the end of the day, I think we need his quality, and I think he's got a lot of it. But when I look at you know adaptability in terms of flipping from formation to formation, or you know say one game he's playing as a ten, next game maybe from the right because like against Chelsea, I thought he really struggled away in that game. Um, I mean, to be fair, the whole team did, but I yeah he probably because he just because he has that lack of intensity. One thing that Özil did have actually as well was that Özil was deceptively very quick. Um, Odegaard isn't quick like, at all, you mm. know I mean? So he, he's not quick at all. Um, which is why obviously it's, it's a risk, but I do still really like Michael Elise and I think he, he's got a bit more versati- versatility and adaptability. Obviously, he's not as you know, um, I don't think he's got as much quality at the moment, um, as Odegaard, but that would be someone I, I would look at as well as a possible option.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, look. I think I think there's a balanced conversation to be had with Erdegaard, right? And sometimes I feel like we're not um being as balanced as some agendas flying around. I don't know where the agendas are coming from, right? People are blaming me, but it's not it's not me, right? It's not me. I just want there to be a fair and balanced conversation. So, for example, there's always this ESR Erdogard talk, and they definitely they definitely can coexist, right? I don't know if they can coexist in the same team. I'm not too sure how that works. I think we've seen it a few times. It's been up and down, right? It's been up and down. But what I would say about Odegaard is that um if Emil Smithrow was playing 10th um at that moment when we for the for the goal to Marcelli, we don't score today, I don't think. Um that is what Odegaard does. That that Erzul type ball, I think he's very similar to Urzu. I think some people don't like that comparison. Say it's a lazy comparison. I disagree. I think they play football quite similarly. Um they they yes, they're not replicas of each other but i think they play the game very similarly they have um, very similar skill sets and that pass is something urza would look to do all the time we would score so many goals from that kind of uh looped in pass. it's it's impossible to defend against because it's gone right over to the, the defender's heads right on the attacker's feet and luckily marceli great well I don't know, more luck than judgment on the touch maybe, but good um, awareness to to stick it in the back of the net in the end. But yeah, I think there's a, a, a balanced conversation to have. Me, me personally, I'm not going to be running to the hills to sign him for any more than 30 million, personally. Because I don't, I just don't know if he, I, I don't think he can um, be as influential for us as we need him to be. And I'm not paying 50 to 60 million on someone to, to to give us what he's given us since joining. I'm sorry, Leroy.
2: Don't get me wrong. If we could, even though I think it's completely unrealistic, I would go all out for get, to get Grealish. That's mm. what I do. But if we're not, I'm definitely getting Odegaard for ahead of uh, Buendia, who
1: Newcastle, not Newcastle, Norwich say they want 40 mil for. Why is that? Because Buendia is a much more dynamic player. I feel like he would suit us more. I think Odegaard is miles better. It, it, at, at what, though? Everything. I don't think he's better at everything. I think Buendia is a better goal scorer. I think he has shown the ability to, to create and score. Um, he to play goal, as an eight. But I, I haven't seen Brendan play as an eight. He played as eight for Norwich. Did, in sorry, the no. did
3: this this season he's mostly played from the right of a forty three one. So he's like a wide he's like a wide playmaker that comes Didn't he play as
1: an eight in the prem nope. last season? Last
2: season played wide all season. And that was what I was saying. Oh, I said yeah, I'd yeah. take Wendia if he could be transformed into an eight, but he didn't play it. He played wide. Okay. Um That's so right. he really played wide and he's not really been playing in central areas. And I just think Odegaard's uh, quality is clear of them, man. I just think he's different level, different level altogether.
1: When's he gonna start showing it though?
2: Now, what do you be he's already shown it boy. He's already shown it. He's already shown
1: it. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I I don't know about that, but is it's, it's going to be I don't know, I'm not too sure if we're too keen on I think Real Madrid probably want a little bit too much money um then then you know, it, it, the loan the loan has worked out in a way that you you you're able to to look at a player for a sustained period of time and and, and make a judgement call whether you want to pay the the um the fee for him so in that regard it's kind of worked out for us we can make an informed decision we know Arteta will know what the player is like d- d- are you taking anything from the fact that he didn't play today as like maybe a sign that Arteta isn't too keen in signing him for the, the money Real Madrid want anything no, I, to be made I, of that or I, just I, I tactics
3: yeah I think just tactics I think Arteta really likes him I can't lie to you I think Arteta really really likes him um the the only obviously question to be had is then how do you fit um him and the ESR in into the team at the same time? I think obviously, like we said, they can coexist. We've seen it in the 4 2 3 1. We saw them against it, worked against Tottenham, it worked um, where was that game against Leeds as well? They looked but I, I don't really like ESR on the left. I have to be totally honest with you. I think he can do a job there and he can look okay there, but I still don't think that extracts his best qualities. So um it would it, again it raises questions about what Arteta wants. Um, the system he wants, obviously, he, he's tri-party as a lone six. Um, I still think that's an experiment that shouldn't be done away with yet, but it needs work in terms of configuration and the people around him as well. So, it, it, again, it just remains to be seen. But the position we're in, I don't think we can be turning our noses up at quality, and I think Odegaard has, has has a lot of it.
1: Yeah, don't get me wrong. 20 million, get it done, lad, get it done. But any, anything more than that, I'll be, I'll be looking at it with,
0: with side ups. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Because uh, our boy Willock... Has been putting up numbers in the Premier League, mate. Yeah, don't uh, don't you forget that, Sean. All right? Do, 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 do you know the thing is? You
3: think I hate Willock? I don't. I don't. I don't even have anything against him. No, no, no. My, my, no, I, I don't. My, my thing with him is obviously partly you have to caveat what he's doing at Newcastle because he's playing Why? in a team that he's playing in a team that averages less than forty percent possession, Lewis. And he's running into massive amounts of space. When he was at Arsenal, he wasn't doing that. Do you know what I mean? He didn't have that space to run into. When he played, he looked like sometimes he was confused about where to stand, what positions to take up. So let's let's not do this. Do you know what I mean? I'm happy he's doing well. Don't get me wrong. And I actually think um, one thing I will agree with you, I think Arteta misused him because when Arteta was playing him as a 10, I I didn't agree with that. I think a lot of us didn't agree with that. Um, But I think evidently what we've seen from Arteta is that he doesn't want his pivot to move. You know, do you know what I mean? So he wants the players to always be playing behind the ball. And, you know, Willock is someone who wants to burst into the box. And I think sometimes maybe for a bit of flexibility that might be needed. But obviously we've seen with Arteta, he doesn't want that at all. And even we've seen with the links in terms of the players we've been linked with, Kamavinga, Burge, Bissouma, those are all predominantly behind the ball players again. So it's it's kind of, you know, he's got qualities of a box-to-box midfielder, but I don't really think Arteta wants that, do you know what I mean? So...
1: So, what, yeah. what are we thinking about, Willock, anyway? Is it, yeah. I, I'm assuming we'll get a bid in the summer because you can't score seven in 13 games in the uh, Premier League and someone not come calling. Whether the money will be enough to tempt us, I don't know. I don't know what new to, to be... financial position is going to be. But w- what would what would you be happy to sell him for? And, and at what price would you be like, nah, do you know what? He's probably worth keeping around. Do,
3: do, do you know what? I, I was initially when he first went to the loan i was like 15 to 20 mil i would take mm. i would take. but you have to be totally honest um this has been probably one of the best arsenal loans you've ever seen you know I mean? so <laughs> yeah. In, 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 ter- exactly. in, in terms of in terms of effectiveness so i think i would actually try and push towards 25 mil i wouldn't push like lower than that because of his age like do you know what i mean 20 21 um
1: so if, so if newcastle said 20 million take it or leave it what would you say
3: <sighs> uh if that's the only offer, <laughs> if, if, if that's the only offer, I, I think I'd still do it. I think mm. I would still do it just because it's good money. Like, do you know what I mean? Like from a payer we've developed and he's cost nothing. Do you know what I mean? So I would do it. I would even probably put, I would put what I would do. I would have a sell on clause and I'd have a buy blank clause. Both of them. Mm. I'd have both of them in there. I'd have, cause if, if you're forcing me to accept, you know, what is not an ideal fee, cause I think, um, Obviously, but obviously, we have to factor in COVID and, do you know, what I mean, et cetera, et cetera. So, if, if, if I was forced to accept 20 mil, I would have a sell on clause and a buyback clause as well. I don't know what yeah. that means, but
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, someone just said it in the comments here. If Brewster can go for 25 million, then, you know, maybe, but like Leroy always makes this point, you know, the, the better performing the club is, the, the more they can sell the players. for. Leroy, what, what's your thoughts on Willick? And would you be inclined to maybe keep him at the club next season? Or, or, or is it any, 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 um, Anything we can get, he can go.
2: Um, no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm keeping him. I don't think you'll. Um, I, I don't think he'll be good enough Arsenal level and where we want to go. Um, like obviously, where we are at the moment isn't where we want to be. Fair enough. And I do see the value in keeping homegrown players around that can contribute. However, there is a balance on how much you can contribute and are you a saleable asset? And I feel like at the moment he's probably the most saleable asset of our young players. Um, uh, and I feel that he's not going to be one that we're going to be like, oh man, I, I wish we kept him. He's not going to be a world beer And like I say, the kind of value I think we could get for him, I think this is the time that you sell. This is the time that you sell and you sell us for as much as you can get. If you can get a buyback clause in there as an insurance policy, that's great. If you can't, then you obviously increase the price to compensate that. So I would do 20 million with a buyback clause if you said, but if they're not doing a buyback clause, I'm sorry, we have to jack up the price because we can't just give these players away.
1: No, I, I, I understand that. And um, Sean, you, you you raised some interesting points there about the midfielders that we are linked with. I personally feel like we need a midfield goal scoring option, man. I really do feel so, that so, way. And uh, none of these guys are. So,
3: so like I said, I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you, but obviously we've got we've had a massive sample size of Arteta's 18 months here. So we, we know in terms of what he likes in terms of the profile and what he likes that double pivot to do. That double pivot never plays ahead of the ball. Um, they're mainly there to recycle, try and break lines and, um, you know, covering, uh, covering, you know, the wide areas in case there, there's, a, there's a transition opportunity. So really and truthfully, and, and this is why, you know, sometimes why I'm not too harsh on our offensive players just because, like, like you, I, I would agree. I think I would like to stagger the pivot a bit more. I just think it's a bit too restrictive, you um, because of how Arteta lines up, you know, you know, sometimes the right back is the extra third midfielder there, and He's always pushed all the way up. So it's just a bit, it's it's a bit lopsided, but I just feel sometimes we can take a bit more risk. So I would agree with you. For example, like actually what I would say, if for example we were to play a 4-3-3, I would maybe consider not selling Willock. Mm. But I, I but I don't I don't think Arteta is like you have to go in terms of what you've seen. When Arteta first came in, he used a one um, since ESR came in, he's sort of reverted back to a four-two-three-one. 1. He's tried to fall a couple of times, but it looks like 4 1 is sort of the stable formation that he wants to settle on. Um, so in that formation, what you got asked the question again, wh- wh- where does Willock fit in? Do you know what I mean? So, because he doesn't fit in in Arteta's opinion of a double pivot, and, he, and he's not a 10. Um, um, so, so yeah, and and to your point about having a goal-scoring midfielder, I would agree. Um, but I actually also think, and I've said this from the start, I actually think esr has got potential to score quite a lot of goals he as does. well.
0: He does, um, he does. And he,
3: he he has that same knack of arriving in the box that, you know, mm. the likes of Willock and Ramsey did as well, but he's also a lot more technically secure in terms of his decision-making and stuff as well. So um, Ant raised that point in, in the group and, and, and I agree with that, actually. I think we should demand more from him, not just to put pressure on him, but just because you think, I think he can do it as well. ESR, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: think he can score goals. Um, oh, I, I would make <sighs> that. No, don't put, I, I wouldn't put pressure on a young player now. ESR, technically, I think he's underrated. He, even though he, technically his execution is absolutely is better than I even thought it was, and I thought he was technically good. So I completely understand the thought that he could do it, but I don't think you should be putting the burden on a young player to be getting goals like that.
3: So, 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 sorry, so, so just to come back on that quickly. I, I I, would normally agree with you, but what I'm saying is in terms of the way Arteta sets up, right, there yeah. is heavy pressure on that front, that front. Whoever's playing in that front four has to contribute, bearing in mind that, like we said, that double pivot is never going to contribute goals because he doesn't expect it. He doesn't allow them to roam forward. So the pressure on whoever's playing within that front four, however you, you want to configure it, whether you play with three midfielders and a striker or the two-two, two creators, two scorers, they have to contribute. They all have to contribute because we've. this has been one of our lowest goal scoring seasons ever. So I, I think however he chooses to configure it. Um, and like I said, I, I wouldn't, that's not how I would solely judge ESR because obviously he contributes a lot more than just than goals in it. But I think um, if he is to be trusted with the 10 and to be a starting 10 next season, then I think we do have to play some sort of expectation in terms of output.
1: Mm. and I think the same goes for Saka as well because if we talk about Saka's form as of late it's kind of gone off the cliff a bit um and I know that sounds unfair to say because he's 19 years old and we basically lumped our whole season on his shoulders really and truly but he he hasn't quite been at the races as of late has he and um what, what it's just interesting to know like and have a conversation about what are the expectations for these players next season, because I would imagine they're going to be important players next season. And what are we expecting from Saka? You know, he's got, got how many goals he got this season? Is it five? Is it five goals or six goals? Six or seven? Yeah, I think so. I'll get it up here. But what are we looking for, for Saka next season? Obviously an improvement, but what is, what is enough? To be honest
2: I, I don't really want to put pressure on these guys man I'm,
1: but we I, have to man otherwise we're we to, we're
2: just we this is why we buy so really and truly if saka's not playing well like he hasn't been for the last few weeks we should be pulling him up we should be pulling him out sitting him down for a while and bringing him back in we should be developing these guys we don't want to start now okay you guys are good you've broken through this season now you're it like you need to go mm-hmm. fly so this is where we need to actually recruit in the market. And we need to recruit in the market. So whoever, so whoever William should be should be a good player who's who should be able to perform. Pepe should be a good player who should be able to perform. We need another player like on so like a Grealish on the other side who should be able to perform. And then we should be dipping these young players. They should be getting substantial minutes, don't get me wrong, but we should be dip, being able to we can't be dependent on them. We should be able to be pulling them out when their form's not good because you're gonna get ESR who's gonna have a slump. Mm. You're going to exactly who's going to have a slump, and then he's going to have a a bit in red hot form where he plays 10 15 games and he's quality. When you you let them play those 10 15 games, but when he's he's not hot like this, you pull him out, and that's Mm. what so we can't we have to recruit we have to recruit senior pros to help these young men through because we can't be dependent on them and just play them and flog them every week. It's it's
1: not on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I
3: think I think that point is interesting just because. Um, especially with next season as we're likely just to have the prem. So then how, how much so then the question then becomes how much expectation do you put on them? Because at the end of the day, next season is, is key. We have to try and get back into the top four again. So um so it, so it's either and, and you know, playing one game a week that there's probably less scope for, for rotation and less scope for game time because you want to have in an ideal world a settled eleven. Um so so I I I, I, I get I get Leroy's point but I do also just think, yeah, we, we need to we need to settle on and Arteta needs to settle on what he thinks is his best team going forward and, and you know, in terms of where he, he thinks are the weak points in terms of contribution and, and how he se- seeks to address that and whose who's role it is to contribute. So mm. for me, like, for example, uh, I totally get, obviously, like I said, ESR and Saka, we, we do need to be careful with them. They're young players, they're going to blow hot and cold and I don't think we should be too harsh on them when they blow cold, do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, they shouldn't be relied upon to be the difference makers every week. Um, but at the same time, if you decide that Saka is your starting winger and say say next season, 38 league games, say he plays 30 out of those 38 league games, starts 30 out of those 38 league games, you're going to want to expect, you know, a decent return. Mm. And we're going to need a decent return from him if we're going to do well. Do you know what I mean? So, and and I, I've got a lot of faith in Saka, just because I think he showed me so much this season that I didn't think he had. Mm. Um, do you know what I mean? So for example, I think he's got seven did you say it was seven all comps? Um and I think uh
1: yeah, I don't know all comps, but um he's got so five think, in
3: the league. So he's got five in the league. I think he's got a couple yeah, I think he's got like seven all comps. So and I've seen Saka miss a lot of presentable
1: chances this season. So he's missed I, our I, third most big chances this season. Yeah, so I I seven don't goals, think, ten assists, he's got
3: right that's a great return and and mm-hmm. i don't think it would take much for saka to hit a 10-10 i i mean he could have hit a 10-10 this season do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um and I, I would if i was if if i was you know Arteta, that's the sort of expectation i would be setting for him again next season a 10-10 mm-hmm. i think that's fair mm-hmm. do you think that's fair
1: yeah i i think that's fair i think that's fair He he's finishing certainly needs some work i mean fucking hell <laughs> Some of the chances he's missed the season have been really bad, especially his one on see he, he doesn't, you know, when he goes through on goal, he doesn't fill you with any confidence. And I always say this, I think Mason Greenwood has kind of skewed things a little bit because 18-, 19-year-olds don't normally finish like Mason Greenwood finishes, you know. Um, and by all intents and purposes, five goals, four assists, in your first full premier league season as a winger isn't too shabby to be fair. It's not too bad. Um, for, for, as a, as a 18, 19 year old. So yeah, I, I think, I think there's definitely, you know, things like finishing, you expect him to get better at that. So if, if you expect him to get better at that, then naturally we will see an improvement just like we have in, um, other facets of his game as well. Um, before we uh, f- finish up, I just wanted to get you guys' opinions on some of the transfer rumours we've heard this week. So, um, well, the first one is David Luiz confirmed leaving. Um, how do you guys Alleluia. feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Did you- do you know what though? Do you know what, De Oliveira? I I I do agree with you in the fact that I I was against uh, David Luiz signing from the start, like uh, as were you. However, this season I do feel like we're very much reliant on him. Um, I do feel like if we had David Luiz this season, we'd be in the Europa League final. If we had him for this latter part of the season, I do feel like we'd have probably made top six and i know that's probably optimistic thinking i just i just think a lot of our issues in attack actually stem from the lack of david louise not being there cuz everyone else is shit so yeah yeah everyone else is shit. shit we've got to we've got to replace him appropriately
2: if we had a reasonable ball playing center back none of this would be a problem it's because mm. his replacement at right center back is rob holding who literally has a club foot i swear he has yeah,
1: a he can't play football man
2: cuz he's got a club foot it just, it, 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 the levels are different, in it? Mm-hmm. So, it's not because David Luiz. Because, okay, fair enough, in terms of towards the end of the season, he hasn't had as many brain fart moments. Maybe that's because he wasn't playing
1: as much. To be but, fair, this season, this season, I would say. I would say this season. But still, I'm, I not think much. he's been our best best centre-back this
2: season. Yeah, it probably has, but that's not saying that much. Um, no. No, and... Um, yeah, he's, he's just someone I've never liked, don't really like. I know everyone, a lot, I've seen a lot of Arsenal fans come around and change their mind. I still haven't changed my mind. I do not trust no. him. Never feel comfortable with him. And good riddance, I'm not really feeling him. So goodbye. Mm. See you later, Chelsea reject.
1: Sean, mm. feel the same?
3: Yeah, no, no. I, I tend to agree with you, actually. I think, um, I thought last season he was actually a travesty. I, I thought he was yeah. so, so bad last season. He was. Generally, actually, this season, I actually think he's been okay. I actually think he's been decent. Like, not even... I like, you know, calamitous standards. I just generally think he's been good. Like, And I've actually felt more secure with him back there. That's not to say, obviously, that, that we can't do better. Because me, I would also, I'm happy he's going. Because really and truthfully, um, next season should be a bat saliba. But I'm already rattled. The last two weeks, the amount of links to different centre-backs I've been seeing every day has been making my head oh, so, no. so hot. Like, that I... I it, it just and you know it, it, I'm, I've been getting into arguments. But we need
1: one, people. Sean. We no, need no, no. one.
3: So so don't get me wrong. I wouldn't disagree if it meant that it would be to the detriment of Saliba. But I know if we sign a centre back, it's going to be to the detriment mm. of Saliba. So I'm hoping I mean? it won't. No no be, no. Because yeah. so, because what people are saying is that oh yeah yeah obviously push Rob Holding further down. But we know that's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Arteta likes Rob Holding. We have a big enough sample size to see that he likes Rob Holding. D- does do he know? like
1: Rob Holding or is he only is he our only? <laughs> fit right centre back. No,
3: Callum Chambers is there. I really me, you could, I would prefer is, to say Rob Callum Polden, is
1: Callum Chambers a better right back than than uh, is Rob is, is Callum right Chambers a better centre back yes, than Rob Holden.
2: Callum Chambers plays football like an adolescent, I'm sorry. Like he just looks every time he's playing on um a centre back he just looks he looks like he's on skates. He looks like he's you know how Mustafi was always on the edge of his physical mm. twenty four seven you remind me I
1: think full-back suits chambers more than centre back personally. I get what you're saying from a ball playing point of view. Chambers is head and shoulders above um, holding, but as an actual defender, which, which is primarily your your well, it's your primary job is defending, right? And I, I just don't feel confident in Chambers, man. I don't feel. Com- I think it's too well, rash to tackle. Do you, okay, do you feel confident in holding? I don't. I don't. And it's like choosing between. No, no, you know, but also I'm
3: and... saying, in, in, in the first few matches that Arteta actually came, Chambers was playing centre-back before he had that ACL, and I, I think mm. he looked decent, to be fair. Like, mm. and I, like I think, don't get me wrong, I don't think Chambers is a great centre-back. However, when you're talking about options, I think I would rather have him there. And considering the emphasis Arteta has put on in terms of build-up from the back, now, one thing you cannot say about Callum Chambers is that he's, he's very good technically. Do you know what I mean? So he, he can actually pass the ball. Um, so, it, and if you're placing that much emphasis in terms of your build-up having an option from the back, um, yeah, that, that, then I then I would have gone with him. Um, mm. But yeah, back to that point. For example, yeah. So next season for me, because I think this is gonna this is gonna be another debate like it was last summer. Saliba's gonna be a massive debate again because I think Arteta's quotes in that press conference yesterday left a lot to be desired. People what said, did he oh. say? So basically, he said, "Oh, um, yes, we've been uh, watching Saliba and he will come back here for pre-season, and then we will discuss." Um, the individual role of every um, player here mm-hmm. and what role they will have in the squad, and that—that that, for me, like whenever he's spoken about Saliba, he's never spoken with confidence. He's never said anything that we're makes me feel confident. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean, so mm-hmm. and, and if he wanted to, he could because you've seen how we've spoken about other players within the squad. So, and also you have to remember again, we're coming back to the fact that we're only playing thirty-eight league games next season. Uh, you might have like some cup games, but maximum, we're not going to play more than like fifty games next season, max. Do you know what mm. I mean? So, um, if you're deciding now that Saliba is only going to be a rotation option, how many games is he actually going to play? And then mm. again, you come back to the point: is that good for his development? That's not good for his development. Do you know what I mean? So, because like I said, I would rather have him. Like people talk about, oh, he, he's not ready, or oh, Gabriel. Look at the mistakes they're making. I'm like, okay, cool. But the rest of our centre backs make mistakes. Do you know what mm. I mean? I would rather lean into the potential we've bought and know that, okay, cool. I'm gonna have teething problems with these guys, but I know that their ceiling is exponentially higher than what I've seen with Rob Holding, who struggles against anybody with a pulse and has a heart attack any any time someone fast comes near him. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, uh, if we sign the centre back, I'm gonna be livid, and I and I pretty much think that will signify the end of Saliba at Arsenal. I'm I'm almost hundred percent
2: confident. Imagine if we had Saliba this whole season, like mistakes or not, teething problems or not. And he played this whole season like Fofana has. And then what, what the player that we would have going into the season after. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because,
3: because, because one of the things that annoys me, you know, when you come back to the point about, is he ready? You know, Arteta says he needs that transition year. Well, listen, when he was at St Etienne last year, he played 14 league games. Wesley Fofana, who was deemed ready by Leicester, only played 16 league games. So he played two league games more than William Saliba. Now, obviously, I get there's less pressure at Leicester. Um, and your mistakes are probably less scrutinized. And I've seen Fofana make quite a few mistakes this season. A lot of however, mistakes. Yeah, no, how, however, well, in the cup final, I thought he was great. Um, mm. But also, it's a learning experience. Do you know what I mean? You know, a nineteen-year-old centre back is not going to be the finished article. But what you've done, they spent Leicester spent close to well over 30 mil on Fafana, do you know what I mean? They know that they're investing for the future, do you know what I mean? And I'd rather invest for the future. If you were going to say that this season was going to be a transition year and we were going to like, because what Arteta has done, Arteta didn't pick a team this season that was built for the future, nor did he pick a team that was to win now. So I didn't really know what he was trying to do, do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, so I, I just think there's, there's so many more questions and answers and I think the Saliba stuff, I think that story hasn't run its course and I still think, there's so much more that isn't being said about that situation and it really mm. annoys
2: me. And you know what really pisses me off um, about the Saliba situation? It's like I would always rather a player who is young and, ha- and is going to make mistakes than a player who just lacks the ability. So jo- Rob Holden, he is incapable of doing certain things as a defender. And you put him in a certain situation, it's just literally impossible. So Lebar can do everything that's needed to be done as a centre-back and he might make your mistake. I'd much rather lean into that. Sorry, this, this Libra thing actually touches me back. I'm getting it, hot. It, it, it,
3: it, it makes me so angry because yesterday, what was it? This week I've seen us link with tossing Adorabio of Fulham. I actually quite like him, but he's not the level... I've seen us think with Joaquim Anderson. So both of those Fulham centre-backs, do you know what I mean? So who, who are just not the level. Like, I don't understand what's his gripe with Saliba. It does not make any sense to me. Why do you not like him? Is it because you didn't sign him, but you signed Pablo Mari? Do you know what I mean? Who, who's not better than him? He's not better than him. Like, and, and it even annoys me. Like I've been seeing the stick that I've, Gabriel actually been getting this season as well. Like, but then people have 101 defenses for Gabriel uh, for Marion Holden, and it really, it really, really rattles me. I don't know how you can have this, you know, these slow geriatric centre backs who are not good on the turn, who struggle against anyone with a pulse. Like when you've seen how Liverpool defend, obviously, when Gomez and Van Dijk are fit, they literally just leave those two back by themselves because they're very confident in those two to handle 1v1 situations, um, massive acres of space behind them. Like, you know, look at that um. The one Gabriel prevented for Zaha this evening. Imagine Mario holding in that position. Mm. What would have happened? Do you know, what I mean, like what was it? Mario let Havertz go last week because he was shit scared. Like he, he just knew he, he. didn't That
1: being have... said, I did see Mario chase down. Um... Was it Fardy? Fardy, yeah.
3: But come on, this, this, this yeah, is Vardy's this finished, is this fair. is this is like yeah. a finished thirty-four-year-old Jamie Vardy. Yeah, this yeah, is the same yeah, yeah. Jamie Vardy of a couple years ago. So,
1: no, like, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. That's fair. And I, I, I do agree with you. I think. The centre back. I'm all for signing another centre back as long as Rob Holding goes. Um, But I do agree with you. It's one or the other. I think if Holding doesn't go, it's likely going to be something's going to happen with Sleeper. And if that does happen, that's a real shame. And I just would just hate the club for for doing that because it just it's it's just the biggest waste of time going and somewhat we're gonna. He's just going to go and become a fantastic player. Exactly. For and,
3: and, and don't get it wrong. We will regret that decision immensely. Immensely. Yeah. He will go on to be a very, very good centre-back elsewhere. Because I like people keep saying, oh, like, oh, you guys are hyping because uh, you said he looked better than for Because he did look better than Fafana for,
2: for St Etienne. He did yeah, look dude. better he than Fafana I man. watched every single game they played last season. Every single game they played last season. And at, to the point where... I highlighted for and said, this other guy looks sick. He's good, yeah. But Saliba was 110% the blue-chip prospector.
1: Mm. Not even close. Mm, 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 mm. No, I, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Um, another fan favourite that may be leaving this summer is is, is uh, Granite Xhaka. Interesting. Very interesting. I don't know how real these links are, but, you know, um, who, wait, who has he been linked to? I hey. think I've just seen the parts of just, where I he wants to well, eat. Yeah,
3: give, right.
1: give me that praise and worship. So
2: give me that praise and worship. I mean, God, no. When's the last time I went to church? I <laughs> will <I'll, I'll laughs> roll, roll church. No problem.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, nah,
3: Did you know we get
1: decent money for Zaka?
3: Yes, I think. Well, it, de- it depends who who he goes to, but I think Xhaka has a market definitely. Mm. I think there are teams. There are teams like, for example, I know Conte at Inter loves Xhaka. He's spoken about Xhaka bare times. I think teams on the continent would definitely buy Xhaka just because he has a unique skill set. And um, f- funnily enough, like even though I would I want to move on from him and we need to move on from him just because he holds the keys to our midfield and he's held it for too long and we need to change that complete profile he actually does give us some unique qualities that will be actually quite tough to replace. So uh, that is a, that is something that will would be hard to replace. And I'm still not actually sure how to replace it specifically. Well, actually, I am sure. I've got a couple of names in mind, but I just don't think we have an open hell of getting them, basically, do you know what I mean? So. Uh,
1: are, you, are you guys um, obviously quite chuffed about the prospect of Jacques leaving, as am I? Although I have to admit, this season again, he's been someone who I feel like He's been good. Has done a lot better. Um, Louise and Xhaka have been one of uh, some of the few players who've actually improved under Arteta. Um, I don't know what that's down to, really, but um. Shaka has been good, in my opinion,
2: this season. Yeah, he I has. I
1: think anyone can really, who's, who actually
2: watches Arsenal and is unbiased, can say Shaka has not been good. But we know enough about Shaka; he's shown us who he is. A leopard never changes spots. We need to. He is a, the lightning rod for the mediocrity that has been Arsenal FC for the last however oh, years. We need versatile players who have different a different skill set. We need to go in a different direction. And I feel like Shaka is a very powerful character, and he is. He's got the keys to the team. I don't get what no one says. And if he's not captain, he definitely has the keys to the team. The fact that we get him out of the team and out of the squad, it's a real mentality shift and a big change. And I think it's a big statement of intent from the from the, um, the higher-ups in, in the squad, in the club, sorry. So uh, I think we need to get him out. And I think that would be a big move for us um, and a big change in direction.
1: Agreed. So the players that we are linked with in three of them that I've seen Kamavinga, um, Sanderberg. Still never seen that Giza play. Um, oh,
2: are the most British you
1: I've who? ever seen in my life. Who? Sanderberg. Sander is that his name? What's his name? Oh, Sanderge. Burge.
3: Burge, man. Burge. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, Arab. Hey, Liz! Yes, oh my man.
3: God, you're, you're something um, Gus.
1: <laughs> I just like you,
2: you probably got like a chicken difference and some ketchup, you-
1: <laughs> custard creams, mate. Hey!
2: You got a cup of tea there as well.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I finished finish my, finish my tea. I finished my tea. I want to
2: tell all the listeners, yeah? One time I met Lewis, right? He used to break custard creams into about 17 different pieces to eat. After <laughs> all. And we all thought he had Asperger's because of that, because it used to literally. <laughs> who does that? He, we the <laughs> two pieces and I broke
1: it into two pieces. Seven pieces. pieces. No less, honestly. Oh. Uh, anyway, um, the other player we've obviously been linked to is Basuma. We've been continuously linked to Basuma. Are you guys interested in any of those three?
3: So, do, do, do you know what I, I, I sort of to and fro with Basuma because there are stuff that he does that I like and stuff that he does that I'm not necessarily too too keen on. But however, like what? Like what? Uh, I I think he could be so. For example, athletically, he's great. And, and that is already a vast, vast improvement in terms of, of, of what we have. I think he's even better than party athletically. However, I think at times his passing can be a bit stale. Um, I, I think we would need a bit more. I do like how he transitions with it because he can carry the ball. Um, and and he, he actually, I don't know if you guys seen him shoot. He can actually proper, proper shoot as well um so he, he does have certain qualities i just feel like
1: i, I thought pa, i he, thought Partey could proper proper shoot before ek was yeah, well. but listen so, so
3: we need to start docking his wages when he shoots um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but um yeah i feel like because of what jacker is and jack is a very high octane passer you know in terms of clocking well over 70 passes each game um so it would how we would go about replacing that would be interesting. Um, whether we would give because I think party has the potential to do that as well. Um, so I would be interested to see that. I don't know, I just feel like I'm just not sold. Maybe I need to watch more. Um, mm. and, and maybe, maybe
2: I'll be sold. I, I, I'm the same, I'm, I'm not sold, and I've said for a while now, I think Basuma is a fat- fantastic player. Let me not like um, be around the bush regarding that, however. The the things that annoy me is what we've seen in especially since party's coming to the team with Shaka is the importance of having two people who can both be the reference point in midfield. And by that I mean for receiving the ball, always being available and in terms of output, in terms of passing. Because remember when it was only Shaka and he just used to get pressed out of the game and that would kill our whole game? Um that doesn't happen when you've got party there as well. Now, my problem with Basuma, in a similar way to Sharon was just saying, I think he's fantastic athletically. I think he's probably one of the best, if not the best ball winner in the league outside of Kante. Um, I think he's really good at carrying. I think he's really press resistant. Um, Obviously, he can shoot, but that's not really what we're buying him for. My problem is, is not actually so much his passing. He doesn't show for the ball. So I find that, when you're building from the back, as we do, we we build from the back. He he doesn't go and get it. He he stands in positions where he can't really receive the ball, and I find it so frustrating. I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at him and I'm watching him. I'm like, go get the ball, bro. It mm. feels like he doesn't want anything to do with the build-up. He feels like he doesn't. He doesn't. He's just not really interested. When he gets it, he doesn't lose it. He, he, he like I say, he's pretty resistant But I Is that mean, a tactical huh? thing, huh? Tactical thing. Mm, I don't think so. I don't I just think it's his style of play. Maybe it is, but I, it frustrates me. And I want someone in who's gonna be a lot more because we keep a lot of the ball. We, we do keep relatively a map a good amount of position and we're trying to increase that. And I want someone who is heavily involved in actually progressing play as well. And he can carry, but he can't do that all the time.
1: I would say he I would say my main criticism of, of someone like Basuma is he's quite risk adverse in the past. I don't think he is I don't think he will um, force play as much as we need. That would be my one concern.
3: Also, there's there's another thing to which is very important to bear in mind. If we do decide to make Bissouma like our marquee central midfield signing in the summer, him A- and Party oh. are both buggering off to Afcon in January. <laughs> and, <laughs> so that, that's that's your first. With, with
1: El in, as well.
3: With El <laughs> <laughs> so those are all your seven minutes just wiped the bug will be, sad, <laughs>
1: it'll be yeah. wait 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 who does basuma play for
3: ivory coast he, he's, he's he's pepe's best friend <laughs> that's pepe's no, best friend he's not, he's, not yeah, ivory
1: he's, he's, coast.
3: I, he's, he's ivorian
1: oh it says here is he's Malian.
3: Mm, i'm pretty sure he's ivorian i might actually am i wrong i might be wrong I thought he was oh, no, ivorian.
1: No, so, all right so surface. So yeah yeah he plays for marley he plays for marley
3: oh okay so, so he was
1: dad. born in ivory coast well no right, uh, okay he uh plays for mali oh, i don't mali. know if mali okay. are at Afcon. uh um, yeah ma-
3: ma- they- they're there anyway so it, they it, it are? Will be there. Okay. yeah yeah they're there so
1: interesting um, um yeah that is that is a i've got ghana, ghana made it have they? they they made it uh,
3: i think just about me <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about nigeria
3: of course we're there i don't um, understand <laughs> why you asking i
1: swear you didn't make the last one no, we did make the last one. Oh, okay, okay. All right, just double checking, man. Just double checking. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a that is a big concern um, so, with, so, with so, that so, one. So that
3: that would be another reason for, for me to advert it, just because, like, it, that would be ridiculous. Like, it's generally ridiculous. So, but again, it then raises the questions of, of who you go after, because I do, I, I really like Kamavinga, but also at the same time, he's very young very, very young. Like that's that's an 18-year-old, basically. And he does have big, big potential. But then you're looking at next season, you want someone who you think can come in and sort of hit the ground running and then mm. you can perform to a higher level straight what, away. What
1: um, type of player is Kamavinga? Who so, Kamaving- pick- so, so Kamavinga is,
3: is very, very press resistant.
1: Um, mm.
3: wow. So What's that? He's an all-rounder. Yeah, yeah, he's an all-rounder. He's very mm. good on under- it. So he's a left footer. So if you're looking to create you know the angles that Xhaka did but he's more he's he's very fast as well um, across mm. the ground him um, and be a
1: big good partnership unbelievable he, yeah oh that that all right then do, do, just do that then just but do to that be fair,
3: but but also you're competing against teams like psg bayern ah, is, yeah. Yeah. It's, they it's, don't want to pay all. the
1: money man they don't want to pay the Although, money what, what,
3: but people did raise a good point his his contract expires in 2022 so mm. he might so be he available for, free, for, yeah. for, but for well what do you mean
1: you could stay just for another year and go for a free. Uh no no no
3: Ren's, I don't think Ren will allow it. They'll they'll send okay. him this summer. So they'll they'll probably try and see who's going to offer the most money basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I'll, I'll do that then. 40 I was, million.
2: I was against the Camavigna sign and even though potentially it would be an unbelievable partnership, but I just feel that we can't really we don't really want the adaptation. Um, he's 18 years old. I'm not sure if he's gonna be ready for the Premier League. Even though he's an unreal talent unreal talent i'm just not so sure and he's again another one that's been hot and cold so apparently he's not had a very good season even though everyone um so we we've we've got we've got enough of a young base in my opinion with um esr saka martinelli uh balagan um obviously gabriel for a defender is pretty young kieran he's getting older a little bit saliba i think we have enough young players i feel like in terms of our squad planning we need mid players we need 23 to 25 year olds who are ready to do it now um, because I just feel like that's better for our squad planning because we really need to turn up the volume and improve pretty quickly. So I'm not really looking for another three, four-year project because our our striker is 32 years old this this, this season or
1: something So what what you're telling me, Leroy, is Sander Burge. That's what you're telling me.
2: I'm not telling you, Sander (laughs) Burge.
1: See him, uh, if he
2: is a... Uh, if we are in El Neni, Genduzzi, and Torreira, and he is a third or fourth choice center mid, we're bringing in no problem. No problem. I'm is he on. good? Is he good? Do, yeah. do, do, do you know the thing about Sander Burge? It's very funny when you watch him, yeah,
3: because he's massive, he's six foot five, like yeah. but he gets a, gr- across the ground a lot better than, than, <laughs> you did, did, than you'd imagine. Like, he covers ground very, very well. The only thing I the only thing I would say about him, though, is that he seems to have quite a nasty injury record. I, I did some really? research earlier today and I was like, this well, guy's picking up quite a, a few injuries. Um, yeah, because he's only part, played
1: 15 games this season. So,
3: so, so part of the reason we're also linked with him is because um, that one of our assistants, that Albert, Albert Stoyvenberg um, managed oh, him again. Oh. So he's got links, but also... Um, Ain't that like the guy
1: who him. bought him Runnerson? No, 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 That that was
3: the the goalkeeper coach. That was the goalkeeper coach. But um, I don't I don't also, trust
1: any of these men. I do this referral basically <laughs>
0: yeah. But, but yeah. also
3: another thing as well. That's Odegaard's best friend. So oh, well. you know, in terms of if you're, I, I don't know if if that means much in the grand scheme of things as well. So, mm. uh, but that has been that's another like him and Besuma. Those links have been floating about for
2: quite a while. So I um, think that there's probably fuel to fire him in, in terms uh, of both I'm, of those. Definitely prefer Basuma to him, but if he's coming in as a one of our rotation options, I'm I'm all over it. I mm. think that's a decent rotation option. I think he's a, a decent player.
3: He's I, I I I quite I quite like him. I think G, because he ended up at Sheffield United. Bearing in mind, he was linked with a, much bigger clubs, but he chose to go to Sheffield United for playing time. So, but obviously, because a lot of people don't like watching Sheffield United, they probably haven't paid much attention to him. But mm-hmm. I actually don't think he's bad. I think he's quite decent actually. Um,
2: yeah, exactly. Would you, you bring him in as a starter? Or is that starting no,
3: no, no, not, not not, as a starter. Like for me, the starter would be like, in an ideal world, it'd be like a, a Saul or like a Kamavinga, that profile, like yeah. a left-footed um, deep midfielder, but who can transition, who can progress the ball. That's the sort of guy I'm looking at. But um,
2: I would I'd... sell my left bollock.
3: I think we would, but yeah, that, that one's never happening, boy. So, um, oh, on, so yeah, man. but um, does he yeah, start
1: every week for Atletico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah, know yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. how good Saul is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I would. I, would. I, I, know, I don't care about his kidney problems, I don't care about what, <laughs> <he's>
3: <laughs> but, but, he, but but he signed like a nine year deal at Atletico, so he's got like oh, another six year contract. Life. Six years to go on, uh, contract, he's a lifer.
2: He's, no I'm, he's a lifer. Now, they've, they've played a blinder there. they played a yeah. blinder Well done,
1: Athletic. Well, well <laughs> so, so, is there... Well, I mean, you guys haven't really, you know, you don't really want any of them. So, uh. where do we go from here? Like, you know? Me personally, I'm sold by all of them. Give us all three. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with that. It's, do you know,
3: part of the reason I feel like it's hard to say to talk about targets is just because I'm still not completely sure what Arteta wants. Like, mm-hmm. he talks a lot about specificity, but he then contradicts himself with some of the moves he makes and what he does in games as well. So I just don't know. Like, that's it. Like, if you had a set system where you'd be like, all right, cool. I know this profile, this profile. Like, the only people I can speak with, like, a surety that I would want is, like, a Grealish or a Camavinga. Like, just don't... Those sort of guys, but <laughs> bearing in mind, Greenish will be like 80 mil, Camavinger will probably be like 40 50 million mil as well. Okay. So 120 uh,
1: million, know. but then but that's you set for the next five to yeah, ten years.
3: But then we still got other work to do. We still need another mid. we still need a right back, we need a backup left back. So there's, mm. and obviously, I mean, obviously, the cronkey well, on
1: a free. Uh, that made me sick. But yeah, we talk to... a little bit about that, but go and finish your point anyway
3: uh yeah no 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 so it it just depends like obviously the Cronkies are doing up PR at the moment but it remains to be seen how much they are truly willing to spend and how much they do spend so um Mm. the proof will be in the pudding around that and obviously but yeah I mean if we do get those guys then I won't turn my nose up to like Bertrand on the free I can't lie to
1: you yeah that's what I was gonna say right like because I think me personally I don't care about the Bertrand thing too much I think he's a solid Premier League player Um people make references to the Cedric signing. I think Bertrand's a better player than Cedric personally. Um, and also Bertrand is actually a player that we need. We signed Cedric when we already had Bellerin, we already had Maitland Niles, we already had Chambers. Um, did we have anyone else? Yeah, he was like he came in as like the fourth as 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 like one of four right backs. So I didn't I, I didn't see the point of that signing when, when when we made it anyway but Bertrand he, he satisfies a need in the team um he, and if he needs to play 15 to 20 games a season I, I don't think that's a particularly bad signing personally you know and it allows us to do business in other areas of the team without spending any money so I I don't mind it as long as Tierney's fit and we can keep him fit for 75 to 80% of the season I don't really mind Bertrand being the second option personally Leroy what are you thinking um I'm not I'm not that mad at it the problem is is because I I don't
2: care about backups that much um I'm really focused on the first eleven. I understand that I did get a cheap backup I just don't think Bertrand's the right choice because I swear Patrick Van Aanholt has he signed a new deal or is he also on a free
3: so, um, he's, 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 he hasn't I think Palace have got about 12 players leaving in the summer. Tyree
1: Mitchell has just signed, right? Yeah. yeah. Terry Mitchell.
2: I yeah. think Bertrand's just about to fall off a cliff and I feel like mm. he's going to come to us and he's going to stink. I think he's going to be right. terrible. So I, I think we're not going to get this solid Prem Pro that we envisage getting. I think he's actually going to be really bad. He's at that mm. eight Oh, that last move! I think Patrick Van Aanholt's a bit younger, and I prefer him as a player. And I think he's more in—he's more of a replacement for Tierney in that he's a dynamic on-it on attacker rather than Bertrand, who's just more of a sort of steady eddy in both directions. Um, and I feel like Bertrand's just been declining and declining season on season. Mm. So what
1: but he's, he's played a lot more than Bertrand than uh, Van Aanholt has this season, hasn't he? And I mean, he's only one year older.
2: But Van Arnhold, um has had that Tyreek Mitchell ahead of him. And I just prefer him stylistically. Um, mm. So it's just it's just a preference, really. I think he's just a better better going forward. And I think he'd be better at coming in and replacing what Tierney gives us rather than Bertrand. Because I think Bertrand mm. going to struggle with the energy that Tierney gives us and the attacking prowess. Mm,
1: mm, mm, mm. Yeah, fair enough. Look, people are saying Lewis hasn't learned his lesson. I, I just don't really care too much for backup roles, if I'm being honest. i. I think if the as long as the guy is solid enough, I don't really. I, if we can go without spending money on someone, and we can use that money like on a like for example, these these nice players we're talking about, Grealish, Camavinga, these guys. If we can really set our sights on them, mm. then I w- I will happily take a a Bertrand or a, a Van Aanholt or whoever it is. I I can't say I'm I, I I don't watch Southampton like that to be saying, you know but what i have seen from brian 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 bertrand in the past is he looks a lot like anton um and that's about as much as i know to be honest <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> he looks a lot like anton but you know, well, for it's, it's...
2: anton just loves players that looks like him bro
1: yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous but, and it hasn't <laughs> and, you know and it you hasn't really? paid and it hasn't paid in, it paid out well with dividends you know it really hasn't he... <laughs> it's nathan redmond uh uh <laughs> like all these guys are just so shit but anyway um is there anyone else we've been linked to worth talking about i saw dennis zachariah no
2: stinks next
1: no uh, um is there isn't, been anyone else
3: nothing. no 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 that's that's pretty that's pretty much it for the moment
1: right okay <laughs> i'm sure there will be loads more links to come but on that note i think we should uh we'll call it an evening uh lero it was great to have you back um be back hopefully you'll be on a few more in uh over the uh the the postseason and we can do some fun medical shit um, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, In the next few weeks... I guess you're
1: trying to get a break from from all of that. To be yeah, fair, yeah. Yeah. In the
2: next few weeks I'll, I'll be on a lot more often. So, mm-hmm. um, a okay. more weeks of, of hard
1: work, and then I'm I'm, I'm about. So, then you're retiring. Yeah, yeah, I'm retiring, man. I'm not doing that work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Sean, great to have you on as well. We'll try Thank and you. do some Patreon shit. Um, this 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 week. Maybe we'll do, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll have to do, we'll do something. We'll, we'll do something. We'll have something posted on Patreon this week anyway. I'm not too sure what it'll be. But um, if you are interested in our extra uh, content, you can sign up to our Patreon. Uh, minimum £3 a month. So what's that? You know, nothing at all. So, um, yeah. So get signed up to that. Links links in the bio for that. And uh, we'll be back with a normal podcast next week anyway. Hopefully above Spurs, but then that probably mean we're in europa conference so you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't i don't i I don't know quite what i want personally i'd rather finish above spurs if i'm being honest because them touchline hot spurs guys they're very cheeky they're very cheeky and and uh nigerian dan also known as german dan now because of his german motor he's um (laughs) he's uh got a 60 pound bet on with tobes so i would love to hear uh, Dan and Tobes go back at it uh, <laughs> again. So I'm hoping I'm hoping we do win. Actually, just for that. Anyway, guys, um, I can't. Yeah, like I said, I can't wait for Dan to tell uh, to tell Tobes that he's going to up the rent or whatever he said last time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, take it easy. I will be back next week. you everybody.
0: Take okay. care. <laughs> 2 2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Yo! Could left? it went right? <laughs> it
1: Man could have had that fight, but I'm going to walk
0: onside. Man had to drop that mic, you're not going to spit this time. Trying to work with, the oh, it work with a good energy, with bad man None of these guys can't it's do like, oh. it's man a a man That's, foul. Man That's the response of Arsenal. Chelsea the Sports Social Podcast Network.